Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Edmonton was high on my list. Um, they got a lot of skill up front, and I think they have a great future ahead. I still don't have a Stanley Cup, so I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting uh, when I look at the potential that the lineup has. My decision was uh, pretty easy, obviously, with those high-caliber players they have on their roster, and just being in the hockey city uh, made my decision really easy. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. from Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers take on the Philadelphia Flyers, who, of course, Edmonton met in the 1985 and 1987 Stanley Cup championships. That 85 Oilers team, selected by fans as the greatest team in NHL history, though virtually every player you talk to from that era will tell you that the 1987 team is indeed the best team that the Oilers ever had. This is Oilers Now. It's brought to you by Digitex. You can buy your PCs from Digitex. Keep it all under one roof with one number to call and one simple invoice for all of your office technology needs. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, uh, a review of last night's game in Winnipeg. It was a thriller. The Jets winning 5-4 in overtime. Reed Wilkins will swing by. We'll set up the line combinations for the two teams, the Oilers and the Flyers. 12.35 today, Hockey Night in Canada's Elliot Friedman. 1.05 today, Elliot's appearances, by the way, brought to you by River Cree Resort and Casino, who have, coming up, 54.40 at the River Cree Resort and Casino, December 29th. 1.05 NHL Network's Brian Lawton. And then from uh, the Oilers Entertainment Group, Involved with the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, Natalie Minkler for the Shirts Off the Back event that's going to take place, Rogers Place, and at 145, an update with the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. Made a trade yesterday, got a couple home games this weekend at Rogers Place, Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. Here's how you get hold of us. As we mentioned, you can reach us on our Oilers now, hotline 780-496-0063, brought to you by River Cree Resort Casino. Again, 5440 at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca, December 29th. You can also text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. 
Heartland Ford, experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. I'm available at Bob underscore Stoffer, the show Twitter account. Adam Winters now. Brendan Escott's a big part of things. He is our producer. He is back in the studio at 630 Jed. Brendan, how are you? I'm doing good today. Anytime you get two hockey games in a row, I'm uh, I'm pretty satisfied. Well, we'll see how Edmonton does tonight because uh, they had some guys play some big minutes last night. Darnell Nurse and Adam Larson. Darnell Nurse played 31-04 against Winnipeg. Adam Larson played 28-45. They're both averaging 22 minutes per game. Of course, Oscar Kleppbaum out uh, multiple weeks with a hand issue. Chris Russell, uh, it's undisclosed right now, but he has had challenges in the past with groin issues. Andre Secker is still rehabbing an Achilles. Uh, I mean, it's just plain bad, dumb luck in the case of Andre. There, there's no other way to say it with Andre Secker. Gets his knee blown out on a play from Ryan Getzlaff in the playoffs. Was not effective last season. And then training in the offseason tears his Achilles tendon. I mean, that's and has surgery. It's it's bad luck, but bottom line is the Oilers have $14 million in defense out, which is going to make things challenging. Let's go to our Oilers now. Audio Vault for direct work where times are tough. Direct deals are tougher. Save 25% in store on workwear in the month of December at direct workwear. It is the second of a back-to-back. We had a beauty of a game last night in Winnipeg. Let's get to our audio recap. Jack Michaels with the call. It's the Jets and the Oil right now at Bell MTS Place in Winnipeg. And that was Jack Rossum who gave it away. What timer score? Ryan Spooner from Drysaddle. And the giveaway costs Winnipeg dearly. And maybe that's the goal that gets Ryan Spooner going. The shot gives way to Perot. Ducks inside. Backhander score. Tie game. Power play goal. Matthew Perot. Shouldn't have been able to walk out of there. Oilers had both Benning and Chason got beat hard to the hole there. Scheifler's in the middle. Fake the one time. Redirected off Gravel and behind Cam Talbot. Here's Bufflin. The line open. Shoots. Scores. Talbot got a piece but not enough. And Patrick Line has broken his six-game scoring slump. McDavid centers. One-timer save. Rebound score. Darnell Nurse. And Edmonton's right back in the game. Three to two. Pugliarvi behind the net. Turns. Centers deflected home. Right off Kara. And yes, Pugliarvi banks it off his teammate. It's Kara's second. And the equalizer for Edmonton. Right side a lot to McDavid. Wide open in front. Tiptoe by Chason. $650,000 on a PTO. He's got 13 goals. Myers off the boards. Fielded center. What time is Sifley from Wheeler. And Winnipeg's relentless pressure finally ties the game. Wheeler hesitating at center. Launching it ahead. Shifley to Morrissey to the net. Rich shot score. Low glove on Cam Talbot. And this time it's Winnipeg that prevails in overtime. 5-4. to four. Morrissey the game winner. Well, uh, that was a highly entertaining game, a playoff game. The Oilers ran out of juice in the third period, especially on defense. Uh, you look at Jason Garrison, he played 8.59 in that hockey game. Um, Garrison's going to be in the lineup again, but the third pairing did not get deployed a lot. Nurse and Larson uh, went hard. The Jets sealed the walls, and their defense did it. Charlie Huddy's the, the, the uh, coach for the defense for the Winnipeg Jets. They got three huge bodies on the right side, right? Jacob Truba. And then two absolute Goliaths in terms of Dustin Buffalo and uh, Tyler Myers. And Edmonton couldn't get the puck past them. It's not that they were overly physical. It's just that in the third period, the Oilers couldn't get the puck out of the zone. And a lot of that had to do with how the Jets' D was playing. And then they 
funneled everything to the net on Cam Talbot. Eventually, they got the goal. Uh, Drake Kajula had a tough shift on the uh, one hand on the stick and uh, a couple times and lost some puck battles, and he's just coming back from an injury, so you give a guy a bit of a break there. But bottom line is the Jets were the better team. They deserved the win. I don't think Cam Talbot would be super happy with the goal that he gave up in overtime, even a bit of a – I mean, that, that's the game. It's a bounce, right? Connor McDavid hits the goalpost in a brilliant setup from Drysaddle who dragged some players over to him and then swung it to space. And McDavid in the Winnipeg zone, so McDavid could attack the net with speed, hits the goalpost. And then Josh Morrissey was brilliant last night. Great defensively against McDavid all, all night long. Might have gotten away with a bit of a, a hook or a hold, rather, on the uh, dry settle attempted pass to McDavid breakaway in the first period. But, man, he's a good defenseman. And th- that defense is really good. Jets have an excellent team. Um, you know what? Calgary's got a good team. Winnipeg's got uh, a really good team. The Oilers are trying to become uh, – I mean, Edmonton's got some special players. I don't think they have the depth of those two teams. Um might have more depth than goal right now between Koskinen and uh, Talbot. I don't think there's any question about that. Again, Talbot would not be happy with the game winner, but I think he helped the Oilers pick up a point. Seven out of eight points. You go Minnesota, really good team. They're a good team. Uh, I'm sounding like Mike Babcock here. Good team. Uh, Anyhow, uh, you got Minnesota. Edmonton, you know, blows them out 7-2. Beat the Flames 1-0. Calgary, obviously, is off to a pretty good start this year. I think they're first in the Western Conference. Then you go into Colorado, and they can light you up, and the Oilers, uh, you know, 6-4. Then you lose a couple defensemen, and the Oilers felt it last night without Clefbaum and Russell. But uh, 7 out of 8 points, not bad. Now you got the Flyers, second on the back-to-back. It's going to be tough. And you uh, get Vancouver and St. Louis, and those teams are behind you in the standings. Got to find ways to get points. Here's Ken Hitchcock's thoughts on the game. Yeah, it was a high-level playoff game. That's what it was. It was very high-level, and... Uh, I thought the first period we had a real good push, and then they came back, a little bit of momentum at the end. I thought we outplayed them in the second, and they they hemmed us in pretty good in the third. We we couldn't make any clean plays, and you know Winnipeg's a good team. Once their defensemen get pinching and the puck stays alive, we couldn't get pucks by them and get them into foot races like we did in the second period. But you know they're they're a big team, and they're they're a good team. I mean they're a top team that's learned how to play that way, and this is. You know, these three games have been great lessons for us. I mean, we, we have not, as a group, been even close to being involved in stuff like this. And th- these are great lessons for us moving forward as long as we take them. All right. Uh, Oilers definitely felt the absence last night of Oscar Clefbaum, Ken Hitchcock, with these thoughts. When you have to play outside your comfort zone or outside your limits, minutes-wise, that's when things get troubling. And that's what happened tonight. We had people who played more minutes and in more situations than they've played with. We had guys killing penalties that haven't killed penalties all year. And those are adjustments that we're going to have to make moving forward. And we got to, we're going to be in this situation for a little while and we just got to find ways. Like our hope is that Caleb can come in uh, in the next game or two and help us. And we'll see what he's got and then uh, absorb some minutes. But we've got people right now that are going to have to learn to play outside their comfort zone. And that's going to be a challenge. And there's going to be times that Everybody's going to be disappointed because, uh, you know, slotting players, especially on the back end, allows you to uh, allows you to, to uh, maintain a certain competitive level. But when you get slotted too high up the ladder, you get tired, you make tired mistakes, and pucks come back at you, which is what happened in the third. It's Ken Hitchcock's thoughts on last night's game. We'll get to some of Hitch's thoughts momentarily on uh, tonight's counter against the Flyers. Darnell Nurse. 
31 minutes last night against the Winnipeg. These thoughts on uh, Clefbaum's absence. Yeah, obviously, anytime uh, you lose a guy that eats minutes like that, that uh, you know plays an important role. You obviously, you obviously miss him. So uh, for us, got to continue to, to play and, and try to get to the right results even with, with him out. And uh, I, frankly, it's hard not to like what we've seen out of Nurse over the course of the last couple of games. So Edmonton uh, 5-4 losers in OT still get a point. Points in seven of last or uh, points obviously. In, uh, what, four straight games against teams with winning records here, and uh, tonight they get the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll set up tonight's encounter when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 12-19 in Edmonton. Edmonton and Philadelphia tonight. Let's look at the two teams. Uh, the Oilers will go with the same forward group they did last night in Winnipeg. Connor McDavid, three goals, ten points, last five games with Leon Dreisaitl. In his last 192 games played, Leon Dreisaitl has 186 points. So that's over the last two-plus seasons. For all of you that have been whining about Dreisaitl's money, I got news for you. When you're closing in on 200 points in around 200 games, you're producing. Alex Chase on producing at 650K, 13 goals, got his 13th last night matching his career high. Nugent Hopkins with Jajar Kerr has been on a bit of a scoring run. Yes, a Pugliarvi. Kyle Brodziak with Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian Spooner with Kajula and Reeder. Uh, Kajula played 10:35 in his return to lineup after missing four games. And Reeder played 10:06 in Winnipeg last night after missing 13. The Oilers going to need those guys more today. Nurse with Larson. We already gave you the numbers from last night. Gravel with Benning. Jason Garrison with Caleb Jones. And Ken Hitchcock had these thoughts on Caleb Jones. I've never seen him play. Uh, I've watched a little bit of video. Uh, but uh, I've talked to people uh, both at the American League level and Major Junior level, and uh, I got a good feel. Uh, you know, he's he's played uh, he played uh, in in the American League with uh, with Gravel, so we're going to put that combination back together. And uh, you know, I, you know he's he's a guy that's going to be a player here for a little while, and we might as well get his career started. So we want to start it tonight. And I know it's a little bit difficult because he he hasn't skated with us as a team. Uh, you know, today's the first time he's going to be able to skate uh, on an optional practice, but we, we might as well get his feet wet right now and get going. All right, so there you have it. Uh, they're going to play Gravel with Caleb Jones together. That means Garrison and Benning are together. And uh, that's what happens when uh, you're not paying attention to Ken Hitchcock's comments during the scrum. Uh, Miko Koskinen starts in goal at Rogers Place this year. 6-0, and oh, 0.91 goals against average, and a 9.70 save percentage. The owner's opponent tonight, the Philadelphia Flyers. Claude Giroux with James Van Riemsdyk and Travis Konechny. How about the last two years for Giroux? Uh, 16-17, 14 goals, 58 points, minus 15 in 82 games. Last year, 34 goals, 102 points, plus 28. How does that happen? Sean Couturier with Michael Roffel and Jakob Voracek. Roffel having an extended conversation with Manny Viveros uh, during the Flyers' uh, skate as it winded down. Obviously, Viveros coached Roffel uh, when he was the head coach of Austria in the Olympics. Party on, Wayne. Nolan Patrick with uh, Scott Lawton and Wayne Simmons. And Philip Verone with uh, Oscar Lindbull and Dale Weiss on defense. They've got some good young defense coming, let me tell you. Provorov's already there. He's a stud. Seventh overall pick, 2015. Last year, 17 goals, 41 points, plus 17. He plays 24-56 per game. He's with Shane Gostas-Bear, who is minus 13 this season after a 65-point season last year. Robert Haig, a Swedish defender, is going to be a good player. 
So with Andrew McDonald, Travis Sanheim, another puck mover out of Calgary Hitman. Last year at 16 points in 18 games in the HL before spending most of the second half with the uh, Flyers. He'll be with Radko Gudas. Anthony Stolers will start. It's 2-1 and 2 with 3.80 goals against average and 8.89 save percentage. The Flyers, by the way, middle of the pack in goals for, but 29th in goals against, 3.69. 27th on the power play. Chris Knobloch won't be happy with that. He's their assistant coach that runs the PP. 14.3% on the power play. Dead last in the penalty kill, 72.5. Uh, and first in the league in faceoffs. So I got news for you. I'm trying to figure out how a team's got the best faceoff percentage in the NHL and are dead last in the penalty kill. That makes no sense to me. Because you would think if they're that good in a the circle, they can get the pucks down the ice. I bet you that their save percentage of their goaltenders when they're shorthanded is sub-750. That's the only explanation. We bring aboard Reed Wilkins for five minutes from Inside Sports. Reed, hi. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Bob. Thanks a lot for having me. Quickly there on Leon Dreisaitl, because, you know, we, we hear some criticism too. Look, he, he's, he's not a perfect player. But it's not black or white. He's not either perfect or he sucks. He's still he's still pretty good. He's still the best winger for Connor McDavid. He or Nugent Hopkins. And you know I I, I understand where some of the criticism comes from, and I want to hear what you think too. I, I think Leon sometimes, when he's having a tough night, some frustration sneaks into his game, and he and he might try a little do to do a little too much on his own, or not keep his feet moving. I think we saw it you know late last year with the Oilers out of the playoff drive and he had uh, kind of a rotating cast of, of line mates who didn't uh, match his his offensive instincts and, and and hey that's he's still a young guy sometimes that frustration creeps in hopefully as he matures and builds confidence and builds experience we uh, we see less of that but he's a pre, he's a pretty good point producer no doubt about one it one of the challenges that the orders have is they've got three i'd consider we'll use the term elite, but legitimate top six forwards, right? Sure. Like they've got McDavid's on another plane. Drysettle's really damn good. Has a chance to be a top 20 player in the NHL. Nugent Hopkins this year is a top 50 player in the league. But then there's a significant Oh, absolutely. That's what and I wonder for. if Peter Shirelli's sitting there as general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, and I look at Tampa Bay and Winnipeg, two organizations, and people say, well, the Oilers don't have a little bit much cap space, but they might in time, and Edmonton might have some depth coming on the right side on defense. Not right now, not in the next month with the injuries they've got. And, and looking at those teams, Tampa and Winnipeg, they've got to sign key players. Point down in Tampa, they've got a lot of money tied up with some other guys. The Jets have got, you know, three restricted free agents. Uh, Line A, Connor, and uh, Truba. they got a UFA and Myers. Yeah. Uh, you're looking a, a year or two ahead, though. I'm looking at this summer, and or, okay, but, so but I'm wondering because because. But here's the I think the issue is, well, could not, could they add somebody this year, and with the with the cap not, situation? Well, not that's, that's not if they tough, move right? not if they move. You know, it, when they get put it this way, they could move a defenseman, potentially once Clef. I mean, if Clef bomb, I mean, if we're talking full surgery on his hands or his fingers, it could be six to eight weeks. Oh, sure, I think that's we're looking a massive, February. Yeah. That's that's a massive loss, uh, Russell. If it's a groin, which I'm guessing that it is, just because he's had them before, I'm say two weeks for him, and then we're you know Sakura, maybe we're looking at three weeks to New a month. Year, hopefully, yeah, yeah, right. But maybe at that point, when you get all those guys back, you have a different dimension, and you can you know make a decision to add a little bit. I I, I don't know. I don't know what's how it's going to play out. All I'm saying is I'm looking at those two teams in uh, in particular, just because they got to sign some. I mean, Brayton Point's an absolute driver for Tampa oh. Bay. And Winnipeg's got a sign line A, Connor, and, and Truba. So there you have it. All right, what are you looking uh, well, for? I'm looking forward to seeing Jones tonight, Bob. Uh, yeah. You know, we've seen him in Penticton a couple times in some rookie games here in Edmonton in the fall. I know we keep an eye on him in Bakersfield. I, I've always 
liked his game because I think he's very well-rounded. I, I mean, I know him and Bear get compared a lot because same draft year, what were they, seven picks apart? Yeah. So there's a lot of comparisons there. I think Bear is a better offensive player. Jones, I think, is a better all-round defender and and moves better. And he said that today, that he feels when he's skating and moving his feet, the rest of his game game comes together. So the Oilers need that on, on the back end. Now, we'll see how his passing is. You know, Shirelli himself said they don't have a lot of great passers on the back end. But if if he can transport the puck a little bit, a la Nurse, I'm not saying he's going to jump in and be at that level, but if he can help skate it out or or uh, stay involved in trying to stop the cycle with his quickness, then, yeah, I think that's what he can hopefully bring tonight. Uh, start. This guy's become- well. It's it's insane. It's it's a complete reversal of what I thought we would see from the two goalies. Uh, you know, though Talbot has been better lately, and he you know he needed a save last night. But they also lose losing regulation if he's not as solid as he was in the third period. So kind of a mixed bag for him yesterday. But Koskinen at Rogers Place is on a historic run, yeah. <laughs> really on home ice in terms of the Oilers franchise or any franchise. And I think the team's pretty confident in front of him. Well, Koskinen and, I mean, who knew with Koskinen and Alex Chason? Seriously, who well, knew? Well, no, 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 because, I mean, you would have been pleased with a 13-goal season from Alex Chason, who was a healthy scratch the first five Patrick, games. Patrick Maroon signed for $1.7 million in St. Louis, and Maroon scored, what, 27? He had 27 the playoff year here. Is it? Does he have one goal this year? Did he he's got one goal, yeah. and he was minus 14 going on the game the other night. Like he's On a tough, yeah, bad team. On a bad team. But you know what? Uh, different players, but Chason is a, he's a pro. He's a quiet player off the ice, but he's played a, an important role in the Oilers being in the position. Well, here's the thing with Chason. I don't know if he's excellent at any, any one skill, but he's very good or average. It, in all the other areas. And he's been able to score some different ways. Smart. He was trying he's in the right time. spots. That, yeah. That's what he's excellent at. Attempting one-timers yesterday, good body position. And he doesn't take himself out of games. That's another thing to think yep. about as well. True. Right? Yeah, he uh, finds a way to make an impact. Reed, what time am I joining you on the uh, on the City Ford face-off? Well, I'm going to start after the 5.30 news. Okay. If you want to join me then, I'm happy to have you. All right. Well, we should have some fun then. Uh, <laughs> up next, Elliot Friedman. I wonder what I'm going to talk to him about. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.